Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Bubbles and Biz. Um, it's super fun. I sit and chat and sip with my guest, Roya Deidu, Um, and we talk about her book, um, this really cool deck of cards that she created, um, and how we can be a little more playful in our business and with our kids. Um, like, it is seriously just such a fun conversation. She's a therapist, author, mother, business owner, um, and we really just have a blast chatting. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Bids, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm super excited to chat with an amazing lady who we've been trying to get this on the books for like I don't know, two or three years now we were just talking about. So I'm so happy it finally has worked out. Uh, her name's Roya Daydu, and she is a licensed therapist, author, speaker, and playful parenting expert. She has a background in recreation and leisure studies and loves crocheting, gardening, and playing with her kids where they live in Southern California. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here sipping on my glass uh, from a bottle I have saved for several years to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like I said before you hopped on, you are stronger than me. <laughs> Especially when I move. I hate moving. <laughs> That's awesome. Other bottles have been gone through, but but not that one. That one got saved. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope it's still good. Like, I hope it's yummy. Um, yes, and I was, yes, it is. It's very bubbly. Yay. That's the best. And like, I mean, that's why I love doing it on Thursdays and Fridays because I'm like, oh, it feels like the week's like almost over. So <laughs> it just kind of helps. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. And yeah, and reading your bio, I'm going to, I feel like I should introduce you to my husband because he crochets and knits and gardens. And I'm like, y'all would just be like fast friends. I don't do any of that, but that, it sounds amazing. Oh, how fun. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny now that it's like getting a little colder here. He's like started knitting again. He kind of like stops during the summer. And then once like fall, winter hits, he's like so many projects. <laughs> I am the same way. I finally dug out. I've got a couple quilts and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen you for several months. Hello. <laughs> it's been so hot here. You don't want wool and yarn and fabric all over you. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Did y'all have a hot summer? We did up here. Oh, it was ridiculous. We just had a, a heat wave that reached in the hundred and I don't even know what the highest day was down here, but Ugh. yeah, we're finally, it's, it's what the second official day of fall. And we're like, just yeah. down to the eighties. It's great. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fall's my favorite. I didn't even realize it was fall until like yesterday. I saw a post today. I was like, Oh my goodness, it's here. Um, but yeah. Okay. Before we dive into all the cool stuff you've got going on, um, can you give us a little background on how you became an entrepreneur? You know, like, have you always known you wanted to, you know, have your own practice and be a therapist? Or like, how did all of that come about? Yeah, um, I think I have always known. I mean, ever since I was little, I used to make stationery and friendship bracelets and sell them like to my swim teams and my Girl Scout troops. Um, I just always knew I was going to end up making things and selling them. Um, And even though I've had wonderful jobs with great bosses, I just 
they were, I knew they were temporary. I knew I was going to go in business for myself. Um, I was also raised as a homeschooler. And so I knew going into like this stage of my life that, well, I guess I even knew before the stage of my life that I wanted to go in a direction where I'd have a lot of flexibility because I wanted to homeschool my kids also. And so um, when I was little, I just kind of, my dream since I was like five years old was to own an art therapy camp. Um, And I didn't know necessarily about art therapy, but like I knew I wanted to have a camp where people made art and felt good. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up... um, kind of going, I I got my degree in recreation and leisure and then went back and got a counseling master's to get licensed as a therapist. And as part of that, you have to do a ridiculous number of hours before you can get licensed. And I did a good chunk of mine in a private practice and loved it and absolutely loved it. And so kind of got um, stuck along the way to my art camp in private practice and I'm thrilled. So (laughs) I, yeah, I just always knew I was going to work for myself the private practice thing happened as a result of like lots of small decisions and then I started writing and making planners and games and so now I have my clients but that's about I don't know half of my business at this point because I do a lot of other mental health related um, business things too Mm, I love that and do you still homeschool your kids I do. Yep. Yep. I've got an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a one and a half-year-old. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we um, we've always homeschooled our kids as well. But last year they did this homeschool program where they went um, to a little private school here once a week every Friday, and they just loved it. So this is their Mm -hmm. first year they started like full-time school, Um, and it's just been so crazy. Like the house is so quiet and like. I get a lot of work done during the day. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that we live actually across the street from an elementary school. And I'm not going to say that hasn't been tempting at times <laughs> where babysitting's been an issue. But um, yeah, my, my oldest actually just started at a learning center a couple mornings a week because they have classes on rocks and dinosaurs yeah. and stuff like oh, that. So that's girl, awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah. And so you're an author as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book? Yeah, it's called Connect with Courage. Um, It is a parenting book. And the whole thing is that um, kids' mental health is improved when parents support their interests. And when a kid's mental health is improved, it improves their relationships, not only with you, but with all of the people they have relationships with. It improves their self-esteem. It improves their safety, their success, everything. And so my whole book, which actually started as a workbook that I was creating for a client. And then I looked up like 80 pages later and uh, my best friend was like, you know, (laughs) maybe, maybe this isn't just a a one or two page worksheet. Maybe you should keep writing. And um, so I did. And I based it off of content from some of the talks that I was giving at different conferences. And it got picked up by Forever Curious uh, Press Publishing Company. And it was about a two-year process, I want to say, from when I decided, like, okay, this this is going to be a book to yeah. it getting published. Um, and it's wonderful. And I'm now, like, the, I mean, the process, I like the book, too. I'm a little biased, but <laughs> the process was wonderful. <laughs> and I'm in the process now of turning the book into a parenting course, which Ooh. is kind of strange because I'm having to revisit, like, all of my own writing. And, like, <laughs> oh, do I still think that? Yep, okay, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> But it's basically, yeah, it's, which is, I think it's a good test to go back and read you yeah, know, what you wrote. Good. You're like, all right, that holds up. Um, but it's the, like, I just have had so many experiences in my practice, especially 
I work with a lot of teenagers as well as kids, but um, where I've had teens come in because their parents are like, they need therapy, they're isolating, they're withdrawing, we're getting into fights and battles. Um, they never want to get off the screen, you know, whatever it is. And then they come into my my practice, used to be in person, uh, now I'm all online, but they come in and they start sharing what they're doing. And it's awesome. Like, yes, it's on Minecraft, but it's spectacular. Or yeah, yeah, they're watching the same, like, I don't know, YouTube channel over and over and over again. But what they're getting from it is mind-blowing in some cases. Mm -hmm. And because the parents were putting up this huge barrier, the kids weren't sharing all the epic benefits that were going on. And just, I just kept seeing all these really negative, um, like the fights between the parents and the self-esteem issues that were happening in the kids. And so then I was talking a lot more to parents about like, why? Like even the parents who agree that play is important, were having trouble supporting their kids. Mm -hmm. And so the bulk of the book is looking at the logistical and emotional barriers that come up for us as parents in supporting our kids' interests and finding solutions for those and talking about why. Oh, I love that. I honestly never even thought about it in that perspective because my son plays a lot of Minecraft and video, YouTube mm-hmm. channels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, like I, I just never really thought because like when we don't, it's not a problem, but it's like, yeah, you know, he does like to be on the screen. But I mean, I can remember as a kid, I mean, watching movies on VHS, but back to back to back, yeah. you know, so it's the same kind of thing. It's just a different yeah. channel. Yeah, I agree. And that one of my biggest litmus tests for parents is like, so when you, would you say that, you know, they're complaining about screen time and I say, would you say that about paper time? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. I love that. Um, and yeah, you're a big advocate of play, right? To help yes. with mental health. So like, how does that, like, how does that kind of help mental health? Oh boy. <laughs> in every way possible, Nicole, in every way possible. Um, so, okay. I have, I have an example of a client that I had many moons ago. And I remember, so she's one of the ones I was talking about where her parent brought her in because she, they were arguing and they were fighting and she was being disrespectful and disobedient, et cetera, et cetera. And she walks into my office with um, like her hoodie pulled down and she's looking at the, the clearly she didn't want to be there, you know? Right. And so I bring her in and I kick the mom out and I sit there and, you know, she doesn't have to talk. She doesn't want to. And I start doodling because I mean, I'm doodling right now. I don't sit still. And um, I say, oh, well, here, here's a sketchbook if you want. And I just put it next to her. And she sits there for a minute and then picks it up and starts doodling. And at some point, I just kind of glance over expecting like, you know, flowers all over the paper, eyeballs or whatever we doodle, right? And she has drawn the most incredibly detailed, gorgeous picture of an Impala, the car. And if you know this show, you know that an Impala is a really key um, animate object character for the show Supernatural. And Mm -hmm. she turns out, so that was like, this shocked me just seeing the talent first off and then like, why a car and why that car? And so I started asking questions and being really genuinely interested. And she lit up like I have never seen a human light up before. Like, I mean, she went from like being in grayscale to full color. You know, she just like, she lit up her hoodie like fell away the the, you know clouds opened up and and the choir sang and you know and she started telling me all about her interest and her belonging in the fandom of the show and it turns out she was like a a leading member 
in the fandom. She had huge amount of responsibility on the forums and she had, I mean, she had HR experience. She had, um, she'd met some of the cast. They knew her even. She had, oh, yeah, she was like 14, 15, something like that. And go get her. Oh, it's incredible. Right. And so, but her parents thought it was ridiculous thought uh, and I should mention for the clarity of those listening and being uncomfortable I changed names and topics for the sake of uh, you know confidentiality but um, so she uh, she was like a leading person in this fandom right and had a whole community of support loved every second of it and was really really incredibly articulate about and it it turns out the whole show has like a lot of parent-child relationship things and (laughs) so we I went home immediately and watched episodes and read the synopses of like the whole season and um, it led to incredible therapy number one but also she told me that her parents um, would take away her laptop as punishment. They called the show, you know, that stupid show that you can't get off of, you know, you're addicted, you're obsessed, you're, you know, all of those things. And because she loved it so much, but her, the important adults in her life made it so clear that there was something wrong with how much she loved it. She internalized that there was something wrong with her for loving it so much. And this person in that incident stands out in my head as the most clear cut dramatic example of that, but it happens over and over and over again. And that to me is one of the biggest mental health links to bring it back to your actual question. Um, when, when we love something, but then our adults give us the message that it's not worth loving, then we doubt ourselves right. and we think there's something wrong. Yeah, and, and that just leads to like internal conflict, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Aww. It takes away your ability to like trust that voice that mm-hmm. later in life you might really need to count on to like get you out of an unsafe situation or be assertive. And it cuts our ability off to like get joy and the benefits of recreation. And, and it, uh, the other piece is like, I mean, parent engagement is like the leading cause of safety and success in in everybody. Right. And if you put that kind of barrier up between you and your kids, so they don't want to tell you about this hugely important, amazing part of their life, Mm -hmm. you've cut all of that off as well. So, yeah, so that's, that's a big part. And then just, you know, plays good for you. It improves every part of your life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you can't help but smiling, you know, and being silly and just feeling all of those things when you actually, you know, because I know I've been guilty of like, oh, I don't feel like doing this right now. You're like, I'm tired. I'm running a business, blah, 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 all the excuses. But then when you get past that and we go do fun things, it's like the best time ever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And so I talk actually with a lot of um, like mom owned businesses about using play in their business. And it's not just like, how do you make something a game, but like the idea of playfulness and gamefulness, because it does, it improves um, not only your attitude, but like it takes something that feels like a threat and can turn it into a challenge. And that's really what games do, right? It matches your skill level with the challenge level and gives you the sense of optimism that you can make that happen. So it's powerful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So this just came to mind though. Like, but what would some like tips or like anybody listening, like a lot of people that listen are women and that are uh, um, own businesses. Um, so like, what are some ways that they're like, well, that sounds interesting. I'd love to learn more about that to like, I don't know, a tip or a way to get started. Um, 
Well, not to, to do a shameless self-plug or anything, but I do have a Patreon group where... Do. Um, I guess. Get into, give me the link after and I'll put it in there. Well, um, I have a group called Play With Purpose, and this is basically what we do. Um, and it's, at the moment, I think it's mostly moms, but not entirely, and many of them own businesses. Um, but it's... it's uh, So the way that I approach it and what I would tell people is to figure out either oh this is said this could be its own whole book <laughs> or podcast but Ooh, it's book number two here we go yeah really I know I'm, I'm making a note um <laughs> it's it's shifting your thinking away from something being a threat to a challenge um and that depending on what it is it might look different so sometimes it's about like when you play a game you might um need to try that level over and over again right you get you get better at it when you do it again and that's not failure that's everyone who plays a video game knows it's going to take some tries you might need to use resources you might need to go online and check the you know reddit you might need to watch a youtube tutorial you might need to call in your allies and your support um you might need to um break down one big goal into multiple levels and figure that out you might need to figure out how you work well and where you work and maybe you're not a first person shooter kind of a person but you're more a sandbox creative play person there's all sorts of you know the parallel between gaming and um, doing that are it's vast we could do that for a long time (laughs) but um i also am a big believer in like small moments of boosting yourself in different ways. And so that's what the play with purpose group does is every day you get um, either a physical boost, a social boost, an emotional boost, or missing one, uh, did I say mental, like a cognitive boost. And um, it's just a little like added magic um, to your day to just add a little touch of whimsy or playfulness, often involving other people. And just, yeah, so that's a big part of what we do in that group. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I love it. And is it like a Facebook group or... So it's multiple parts. Yeah. So it's on Patreon and then there's different levels that you can access it. But at um, level four, you do get access to a Facebook group where we do like um, we do a weekly Zoom call and do an art therapy technique in the call as well. Um, But then at a couple levels down on Patreon, you also get access just to the calendar that I print out also. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Cause I mean, you know, not even just being a business owner, just being a human, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just yeah. hard. We got a lot going on. So I love like just being able to put in that playfulness to lighten the load, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's silly. <laughs> the other day, one of my favorite ones was um, looking in the mirror and giving yourself a big cheesy wink and then saying <laughs> a pickup line, like oh, just something okay. silly, something that takes about 10 seconds. Yep. And I can't even tell you like all day, even though I'm the one who made this up a month ago, you know, but I'm, I'm trying to follow them myself. And um, just that like made me grin all day, just <laughs> added a little touch of something. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's like a great way to start the day too, you know, because it kind of like yes. ripple effect. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I love that. Um, so yeah, before we hopped on as well, you mentioned you had some new stuff going on. So you want to share more about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is actually a perfect segue because it definitely has to do with more playfulness. Um, 
So one of the things that I had also been running into, and this is personally as well as professionally, because even though, you know, I have degrees in this, this is my business. I also really struggle with like, okay, I know I'd have more fun. I'd know it would be good for me. I know my kids would enjoy this if I just got up and played Mm -hmm. or did something. And yet I sit and I don't, or I say, oh, maybe later or, you know, whatever it is. And so I, I was actually the inspiration for how to do this came in a conversation with a client where they were sharing the same thing. And for them, it had a, uh, an element of anxiety that they were like, I know I'm happier when I do this thing, but it's so hard to not only get up the energy to go out into the world, but also to decide what I'm going to do when I'm out. So I made a game called Venture Forth, and it's a game for those in need of a mild adventure, like nothing too crazy, (laughs) just a little something. And it's a deck of cards, and it's got a destination, it's got a set of destination cards, quest cards, and object cards. And you draw them at random, and so you get a destination, and it's something like, go where you can smell garlic, or go where there are books, and you get a quest, so something you try to do while you're there. Um wink at a toddler, leave a note, take your picture um, in a reflection that isn't a mirror. Like just really, I try to come up with things that people could interpret and do just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then um, an object is just to add a little touch of random <laughs> to it. And so you either take it with you and see what happens, or um, you can like see if you can take a photograph of it in a funny way while you're out and about. But it's things like a lemon or a ladle or um, a a good rock, like just random things like that. Um, And so that's available as a deck of cards. And then people were requesting it in other formats. So I actually just made, and it's like, as of last night on my website, um, I made it in a banner form, like a poster you can print or it's printed for you. And um, you can like roll a D20 or something to do it. And it goes on your wall and I have a journal that goes with it now. And I'm working on the teen version to help teens mm-hmm. venture forth into adulting. So that's all my, yeah. I love <laughs> all my that. New stuff. You're so creative. <laughs> like, and I just love all of those little things. Cause yeah, like you said, sometimes, I don't know. It's like, I feel like we know what we should do, but then we just don't sometimes, at least for me, I know I don't. Yeah. Um, so just having that little bit of inspiration and motivation. Cause like, yeah, just yeah. I love that. And my kids really like it because they know, <laughs> they're like, mom, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm like, all right. Yep. You're right. I'm going to do this. And yeah. so it gets us up and then it just, sometimes all you need is that one little push, you know, that one little shove to get out the door and let something happen. And, and I'm all, and it's not all only out the door. Like some of the locations might be your kitchen or the backyard, things like that. Um, and it's open to interpretation, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I need it. And I think a lot of us do. So that's my my thing right now that Yay. I've been working a lot on. I love that. And they can get that on your website? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Royadato.com. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I will put that in the podcast notes as well. Um, I don't, Yeah. Seriously. You're so creative. I love it. I'm just like <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I, oh, I just can't stop, Nicole. I'd like... <laughs> I keep thinking like, I need to stop and market one of these things one day. And I'm like, oh, what about this idea? What about this idea? This is why I have to work for myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm glad you said something about marketing because that was going to be my next question. Um, And this is like my favorite question that I ask everybody is like, what's, you know, your favorite way to market your business or like the most effective that you've seen the best results um, for marketing your business? Yeah. Um, I love this. I actually, marketing is one of my favorite things to talk about and do in the world. Um, 
So I've tried a lot of different things. Um, when I was first just building my private practice, it was a lot of word of mouth and um, uh, therapists have, it's called psychology today where therapists, it's a, it's a search mm-hmm. engine basically for therapists. Um, and so I did that, but then because I was seeing so many homeschoolers, I was speaking at conferences and that was by far the most effective way that I got mm-hmm. clients at that point. The last few years have been a little rough because I haven't been going to conferences. Um, and also my, my practice has changed a little bit. Like I'm not just focused on in-person clients. I've also got all these products. And um, so speaking, I still love to speak. I like to be on people's podcasts, things like that. Um, but, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, but then I was having a lack of speaking opportunities. It felt, you know, COVID and everything. Yeah, totally. um, and then people want to trust, like, and to get to know their therapist before hiring them, which I understand. And so I, I don't know, this, I had all these things I wanted to do. And so I decided to start putting together monthly webinars where it was donations-based, so people could pay or not, whatever amount they wanted or not. Um, and they were on really specific solution-focused topics. And so I've been doing that once a month for the last year. And that has been one of the most effective marketing tools. And I I get a bunch of new people who know me, who get to listen to me, who get resources from me. Um, I really, I enjoy doing it. So I feel like I'm at my best, like I'm energetic and I need people. And I, like, I need the energy of other people sitting alone in my office doesn't do it for me. And so it just, yeah, it seemed like it hit all the right buttons marketing. And then I could market something really specific mm-hmm. um, instead of like, here are all the things I do and all the <laughs> things I want you to hear about. It's like, okay, here's a webinar. Come hang out with me at this webinar. Um, and those have been pretty popular and it's fun because I get to do new topics every time. My next yeah. one is on the stopping the screen time struggle. Um mm. What's the date on and, that yeah. one? <laughs> uh, good question. It's coming up it's okay. next week, I think. I, will, I, um, I might be on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is actually a really good question. I should figure that out. Um, they are usually at the end of the month is when I do them. So, oh, September 30th. That's when it okay. is. Perfect. And yeah, and so I've been doing those once a month and it feels like a really good thing I can offer to people because therapy can be cost prohibitive often. Um, And I want to like actually provide information and then it also lets people get to know me. So, and it works as marketing also. Yeah, no, I love that. And like you said, I mean, it gives people a chance to hear you and to interact with you before, you know, taking that next step because we're all super nosy. And especially too, like you said, you really want to kind of know who you're going to talk to as far as when you're talking to the therapist. So I love that idea. Yes. That's great. I hear people say all the time, they're like, webinars are dead. But they say that about like every marketing tool. I'm like, everything would work depending on like, you know, the person and how you want to go about it and how consistent you are with it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I've had ups and downs for sure. It's really interesting. Um, And trying to like time which topic around what time of year, what's going on in the world, what I actually want to talk about has been a really interesting experiment. But that's also, I think, why it's been successful for me is because it's I've been really viewing it as an experiment this last year. And I think that goes back into the gamefulness piece for business. Mm-hmm. Like I, there are things that I set out to do. And when I'm like really firm, like this has to succeed like this, I, it doesn't, and it's a bummer and it doesn't feel good. And I stop it. But yeah. this one was just like, I don't know, let's try it. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> let's go. 
Yeah, and I love the the aspect of experiment and playfulness because yeah, sometimes you're right. Like as business owners, it's like it's a serious deal, you know, like we're trying to make money and, you know, like yeah. keep, you know, all of the things, pay our bills, spend time with our kids. But if we look at it from a different perspective and have more fun with it, then like that energy completely changes, you know, and then yeah. people feel that energy and you feel that energy and like, you know, all like ripple effect of all good energy going around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really, I have to say, I was, again, part of the big experiment, um, doing it donations based because I didn't want to, I didn't want to just say free because I knew I wouldn't do it in a sustainable way. If I felt like I was giving away too much, um, I have to pay babysitting, you know, things like that, but I also wanted to leave it open. And so it was again, just a big experiment. And, um, has been cool. It's paid for my time. So that's been all I really wanted out of that experiment. So yeah, I love that. And then also too, like it says something too, because they have to put a little skin in the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you sign up for, I sign up for free webinars all the time and I completely forget about them. But if I were to pay, even if it wasn't like a huge fee, like I would still make a little bit more of a mental effort to show up. Yes. Yep. I agree. I think there is a psychology of sales in there where if you pay for it, you value it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yep. Awesome. Um, Okay. My last question before I get to like your five favorites, Um, how do you get out of your comfort zone to like help grow, you know, your business? Oh, I actually had that moment happen uh, just yesterday. I signed up for a, um, an SEO course that is probably the most like actual money that I have ever spent on (laughs) my business. Um, as I started as an intern and inherited a couch. So this is my, uh, this is a really big investment. So I think that's, that's part of it. It's an actual financial investment and the time involved because we have meetings. Um, I think, but how do you do that? I don't know. I called my mom. <laughs> I said, should I do this? Um, I think that there's a point, And I mean, I've surrounded myself with a lot of people talking about business, a lot of mom-owned business owners. And so a lot of us talk about this a lot, but there, there comes a point where the level that you're at and what you're doing again, it's kind of like a video game, right? Like if a video game is too easy for you, you aren't going to keep doing it because it's boring. And if it's too hard for you, you're going to stop because it's frustrating. And so I think in business, in terms of this kind of growth and getting out of your comfort zone, it's always that balance of, am I getting bored or do I need more of a challenge, but how much can I take on before it gets so frustrating? Right. And so I, I, I don't have like a clear answer, except that's like the exploration in my head about it. And I just lately have been realizing that um, I'm getting, and of course, when it's a business, like there might be parts of it that are boring and parts of it that are frustrating and it's not just one, one level, but um I was starting to get a little like, okay, I'm doing the same things for the same people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's time to, to time to get bigger, time to do something, time to level up. And I needed tools and resources to help me do that. So that was a really big push. But um, I also know because, again, this happens in games and in human nature that your comfort level 
you might step outside of it, but it grows to meet you where you're yeah. at. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm I'm in that right now. Hey, <laughs> that's exciting. Congratulations on yeah. like purchasing the Thank course you. and moving forward. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually I hired a, an operations business manager and like it's it's a whole yeah, we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, so we're to your favorites. This is also like my another part of like my favorite part. I just love hearing about people and like what they love. Um, what is your favorite book? And it can be, actually be more than one if you have more than one. Oh, okay. okay. I know some, so many book. people are like, well, I take a, a big sigh when I say that. I'm like, you can say more than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Okay. I think my favorite Wow. My favorite author, I think, is Barbara Kingsolver. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love, love Animal Vegetable Miracle. It's nonfiction, which is weird. I didn't think I was going to answer that. Um, <laughs> I I love her writing. Love it, love it. Um, and I have a very, very large, um, like, named my children after her large soft spot for all of the Anne of Green Gable books. Um, mm-hmm. But especially especially Lucy Maud Montgomery has a book called The Blue Castle, which is less uh, often read. And that might be my favorite book of all time. Aww. Maybe. Yeah. I used to love <laughs> Anne of uh, Green Gables when I was a little like, younger. Yep. My, my youngest daughter's middle name is Avonlea. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what's your favorite drink? Um, like alcoholic beverage. I'm going to have to go with something with tequila in it. Mm. Um, I've been enjoying. Oh, and mojitos. I love mojitos. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, non-alcoholic. I I like fancy water. I like water with like a cucumber, some mint, or some something like that. Yeah, it's so refreshing. Yes. Oh, and sedaf tea. That's my. That's maybe also. It's Persian Persian tea. Mm. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? I don't enjoy relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that, that comes across at all. Um, I don't enjoy relaxing, but, um, I do, like I had mentioned, I do a lot of crocheting Mm -hmm. and, um, so I I like active relaxation. Um, so oh my crochet. Gosh, my husband, he's like, well, if I'm going to be sitting here. Like I may as well produce yes. something. I'm like, really? Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. My husband's always like, you're not watching the movie. I'm like, I'm watching it in my own way. <laughs> Sorry. I already read the synopsis. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like to, I crochet a lot. I like to play with clay. Uh, I make jewelry. Um, I collage and journal. I like gardening and going for, I like to do a lot of things, but mm-hmm. probably textile arts in some way would be my my favorite almost relaxation thing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, do you watch anything? What's your favorite thing to watch? Oh, I watch a lot. I love TV. Um, I, what have I been watching? Um, I'm a comedy only kind of a person. Um, I get enough drama from my clients. <laughs> and sure. things, so I, I, yeah, I stick only to comedy. Um, basically if Mike Shure is involved, I'm a fan. Um, trying to think what have I been watching lately lately it's just been the new season of bluey on repeat in my house um <laughs> and I watch I really love um Parks and Rec and The Office yes. and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place and all of those um 
feel like I've watched something new lately and I can't think of what it is. I have a hard time watching a new thing, probably because I'm also crocheting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Because it's like, well, I actually have to like pay attention to yeah. like, <laughs> I need to do reruns all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and lastly, where is your favorite place to go to, like to travel to? Ooh, um, Puget Sound. Ooh. And uh, everywhere. Uh, we're trying, my family, we're doing every national park in the United States. And so oh, we've got some favorites, but we're hoping to do all of Florida next year and hit um, Washington also again. So, yeah. Yeah. How many have y'all been to? I think our count is 28. Mm, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just, we're almost at, there's 60 something. I can't remember quite how many, but um, yeah. we just hit all the Colorado ones. And so we're, I think we're almost at half. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. We went this summer to Olympic National Park. Oh, um, nice. Puget Sound area ish. <laughs> it is so pretty. It was just like magical. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. And I haven't been very often with, uh, in fact, I might have never been really to the Puget Sound like with my family. I went a lot as a teenager. Um, and so we're hoping to do some more of that. We've gone to Oregon. We love like the California up to the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of our favorite go-to trips. My husband fishes a lot. So we go visit friends. He goes for a couple of days on fishing things. And it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. That's such a pretty trip and drive. Like, yeah. Yeah. We love yeah. that. Can't get tired of it. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay. So where can everybody find you to connect with you more? Like your website, social, all that fun stuff. Basically, if you search Roya Dato, my name, I am on the TikToks, I'm on the YouTubes, I'm on the Instagram. Um, I think the only place I am Roya Dato LMFT on Facebook, but everywhere else, if you look for my name, I'm there. And if you forget all of that, my website is royadato.com and it links to everything from there. And on Patreon, it's patreon.royadato. So just, it's my name. (laughs) Awesome. And yeah, I'll put all that in the the podcast notes so they can find you. And so how they spell your name the right way. That, yeah, that's that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This has been so much fun. I'm, I'm so happy we were finally able to connect. Like, yeah, it's been years in the making. I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is a delight. I love the idea, the whole concept of raising a glass to, uh, to small business owners. It's their some of my favorite people. So I really appreciate that. And the fact that you give small businesses a, a place to talk and yeah. air that because I think that's wonderful support. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey. Like, yeah, I started it super scared, just but like wanting to like reach out to other business owners. And now like, I've met so many amazing people like yourself and across the world. So it's been oh, super I fun. Bet. Yeah, how fun. And you get yeah. to have a drink and talk yeah, to people. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I'll just, you know, get my hobby like looped in with a podcast. Right. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> talk about marketing mastery. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much and thanks for listening everyone we'll be back next week guys i hope you enjoyed that episode um so as i was sitting here thinking about what to record as the outro um i was kind of like well maybe there's a few questions we can ask ourselves now that we've listened to this like as she mentions in the episode you know we can be a little more whimsical and playful and that kind of you know changes our energy and our perspective to different aspects in our business or even our personal life, whatever. Um, So what are some challenges maybe that you're going through right now, some struggles that you could kind of look at in a different way that you could be 
a little more playful or, you know, kind of uh, like the deck of cards she has. Um, you could order those, which would be super cool. Um, or, you know, like what are other ways to like get out and get moving, you know, to kind of change this perspective on different things we're going through. So um, thank you for listening and I'll be back next week.